Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the afternoon. I got it right that time. Ah, uh, it's uh, we're playing out the string here, fam. It's it's it'll be over soon. Um, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it any more than you. Um, I guess for the people who once it was officially over wanted to start getting a. Wanted to start maybe hoping to get back closer to the top of the lottery, at least secure a little bit better of a uh, draft position. Maybe these results are a little better than uh, than some of us believe. But to me, it's uh, the result, win, lose. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there watching, and I'm a Flyers fan, so I would prefer that they win. Um, but I'd just like to see a little more, you know, just a little bit more out of everybody. Uh, again, I don't think they were – bad today. I don't think they played poorly. They just weren't able to generate quite enough. Um, you know, there are some stretches where they are trapped in their own end, but I didn't really think that was a, a big issue like it was yesterday. Um, I, I just kind of thought they weren't able to get into the high danger areas enough, and when they did, uh, they just weren't able to capitalize. A few things I noticed, uh, some positives. Let's do the Gabe Kapler positives thing. Um, TK uh, looked, I just thought, more assertive today. Um, a thing I've, I, I've thought about Travis Konechny, and we've, we've talked about it when he's been moved up and down the lineup, is I get the idea of maybe wanting to play him on like a third line and uh, try to spread the depth around, try to spread the wealth around, and have him kind of push his own line. And it hasn't really been all that effective of a strategy when they've tried it. Um, but today I thought he was doing more uh, to kind of push that line. Like, I, I get it. When you're playing with Sean Couturier and Claude Giroux, you are the third guy on your line. Uh, and it is kind of just get to the area to be set up by them. Obviously, he does more than that. But I, I don't know. I, I just thought today was the first time I really noticed TK um, pushing that line. He was with Lawton and Hartman quite a bit. And I I, uh, I liked what I saw out of him on that line, and I hadn't been a fan of it uh, up until today. Uh, I said before I officially got started, I'm just not liking JVR playing 30 minutes a game. It's or 20 minutes a game. Excuse me, Jesus Christ! If he was playing 30 minutes a game, that would be ridiculous. Uh, yeah, playing 20 minutes a game. I, I just don't like JVR on a top line. I like the JVR signing. I like what he brings. I like being able to play him down in a lineup and take advantage of second and third line matchups. Um, and I get the way to get the most out of him is to have him with the guys he's probably with now. But I, it's just not how, um, just not how I would do it. I just don't love him on a top line. Um, not, not my cup of tea. That said, I did like to see engaged JVR a little bit today. My God, he was, uh, he was really instigating today. He was out there. He, um, he did that little low bridge move on Wilson. Um, he had guys taking shots at him all game. I, I really appreciated, um, the effort out of JVR today. Although it's, it's just not, I I just personally don't like him on a top line. To me, he's a luxury item. He's that luxury second liner you put on your third line, and he uh, he really takes advantage of those matchups. To me, that's where he's best utilized. And I think uh, next year 
when they have a full complement of players, if they address the needs I believe they're going to address this summer, uh, you'll be able to have a lineup that makes just a little bit more sense uh, matchup-wise. So it's just something I noticed today, and I've been talking about it sporadically throughout the season, how I want to see him best deployed, and um, I'm just not loving it. But I will say I appreciated the effort today. I appreciated him taking on an instigator role. Um and not like an instigate, just, you know, being engaged physically, uh, drawing the attention of the opponent, and that's something hadn't really seen a ton out of JVR up until this point. So I like that. Um, man, uh, we talked yesterday about how this team, I don't think they need to go out and get like an enforcer, but there needs to just be more of a culture of a physical edge. Uh, you see the type of, um, you, you see the type of issues that uh, arise when, um, Tom Wilson is on the ice. You see what he's able to do with his physical play and uh, see what he's able to do with his size. The Flyers, I think, just need more of a culture of imposing their will physically at times. Sometimes they do it, uh, but I think it needs to be more of a consistent effort from the guys they have. I don't think it needs to be this, oh, we need to go out and get six new tough guys. Like, No, that's not how I want it handled. I just think the guys they have need to be more uh, consistently engaged physically. Uh, and you could see a little bit more of that. I think Ryan Hartman needs to take on more of a Tom Wilson role. I realize Hartman may not just have the size of a, of how big is Hartman? I I do not believe six foot one eighty one. Yeah, so he's not exactly the uh, imposing physical presence that Tom Wilson is. But I would like to see him. Uh, that is assuming he comes back, and I think every indication, yes, yeah, six four two eighteen is Wilson. So it's not like he's that sort of imposing physical presence. But I do think um, he can take on a bit of that role, especially if he wants to play up in the lineup. To me, right now, uh, to me right now, I like the idea of Hartman on a fourth line with Lawton, and you know someone else who wins a job next year, Nak Vorobiev. Uh, Rubstav, who whoever ends up getting that, uh, whoever ends up getting that uh, that third spot on the fourth line, Justin Bailey, whatever it is, um, I think that's going to be a pretty hotly contested um, position in camp next year. But I, 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 if Hartman wants to maybe find himself on a third line, he very much needs to, uh, he very much needs to take on more of a Tom Wilson like role, and I think he's. Again, I don't think he's capable of being, you know, uh, dishing out six big hits a game and being, a, you know, a, a, an enforcer out there or anything. But I do think he's able uh, to get under the opponent's skin, dish out some hits, and play that instigator role a little bit better. All right, that's kind of all I have today. Uh, let's see what you all have to say about this game. I don't see why Veroni is still up, to be honest. He hasn't really contributed much on either side of the ice. Yeah, it's just he's a he's a placeholder. There's only so many rosters. Uh, there's only so many guys. They're already playing a ton of. Uh, they're already playing a ton of the young kids. Veroni just is what he is. He's not going to be on the team next year. They're just. I I, I don't want him here either. But it's just he's a placeholder. Someone has to play. It's him. Um, can they just eliminate us so we can see playing time for Talbot and Moran? Hey man, I'm with you. I thought today was a good opportunity to get Cam Talbot in there, but. He, uh, he hasn't played much at all recently. I guess you don't want to throw him to the Wolves like that against, you know, 
Alex Ovechkin in the Capitals, but I want to see this guy play. I mean, maybe they already have kind of a deal worked out. Maybe he's already said, yeah, I have no problem being in the tandem and, and you know, not being a number one next year. I'm cool with uh, staying here, working with this kid, Carter Hart. Maybe all that's already true, but man, I just don't want a question mark at goalie and, uh, sign, and re-signing and deciding, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be our 1B next year. And you, you never really saw him up close, and he's having the worst season of his career in uh, in Edmonton before you acquired him. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. We really need to see what Moran can do in the NHL. I'm with you. I'm, I, I'm so over seeing Robert Haig play. He doesn't do it for me. And like I, I, when I said uh, we don't, need to go out and get a bunch of tough guys. Man, I would love to see uh, Samuel Moran kind of assume that role. I don't love a, you know, a defenseman enforcer simply because there's only six of them. So if you spend five minutes in the box, uh, we're, we're down a D-man for a little while. But I do think he would bring some of that calming presence and scrums in front of the net. And clearly, uh, he'd probably have the best chance to maybe clear out the front of the net where a lot of people have... Um, taken up way too much real estate over the last few years. I would absolutely love to see Sam Moran in there just to see. I don't even care if he sucks. You know, I just want to know. Obviously, I want him to be good, but I just want to freaking see him and if know if he can play or not. I just want to see. By a little more, what do you mean? Like more effort in the offensive zone or something else? I don't know if it's effort, but just more of a uh, – more second-chance opportunities, more of a concerted – uh, game like the game plan today just did not seem to be let's get to the high danger areas. I don't know if it's effort necessarily, but just I just man just create more chances. I just they're not creating enough chances uh, in the center of the ice. So yeah, I guess it is the effort to get to the uh, the effort to get to the dirty areas, as they say, get into the crease, um, get those rebound opportunities. And hopefully, it was great today. It's not like he gave you a whole lot. And the Capitals are a very good team. They are better than the Flyers. Um, but last year, they matched up really well with the Capitals, and they won the freaking Cup. And I know last year's last year, but they've killed them. The, the Caps have absolutely killed the Flyers this year. And I just think um, if you're going to beat Holtby, it's going to be getting those rebounds, getting those, uh, getting those second-chance opportunities. As much as I think we need a major shakeup, if Jake shoots the damn puck, we don't need a bread man on this team. Jake, I'm pretty sure, still leads the team in shots. Jake shoots a lot. Um, we need more dynamic forwards. To me, the number one priority, as I've said a million times, is center. But I would, you know absolutely be elated if they went out and got a Panarin. You need more dynamic forwards. Look at the talent you're going to be competing with uh, at the top of this division because, to me, the expectation next year is to attempt to win the division. You need to be in it. You need to be right at the top there with the pens and the caps. Um, you do that by matching their talent. If Panarin's on a second line, if you move Jake down, whatever, I, I just think Panarin's not my number one priority, but I do think they need another dynamic forward, whether it be at wing or center, um, my priority center. But if you can get Panarin, you get Panarin. Why Why wouldn't you want more good players? Broussard or Kevin Hayes for third-line center? I like Kevin Hayes a lot. Broussard doesn't really do much for me. I think it's kind of, I don't know. I just, I, I don't want, I, I want someone who can grow with this team, not someone who's going to, uh, or at least someone who's in their prime, not someone who's through it. I don't know. I do love Ryan White. Uh, hey, Bill, you wanted to see who are some guys you want would like uh, uh, would like to have even if Chuck slightly overpays. I mean, free agency overpay. That's just what happens. I've mentioned Duchesne a little bit. Um, 
I like Duchesne. I like him in that role, but I think he's just going to get paid too much. Uh, Duchesne getting paid like a 2C, awesome. Duchesne getting paid like a 1C, no. And I think he's just going to command that mostly because um, mostly he's got name recognition. He has been uh, really good in the past. I I, I think he's going to get paid. Uh, again, I think you overpay in free agency. That's why free. That's why you know players associations fight so hard for free agency. You, you get overpaid in it. Um, but I just I, I'm I'm kind of off of him just because I think he's going to command more than he's well more than he's worth. Uh, Hayes is an option. There's there's a lot out there. There's there's some centers to be had if you want to go and make the investment. Today was a perfect example. Uh, Where'd it go? I just, I freaking lost it. Uh, the team's, uh, today, here it is. Today was a perfect example that this team is currently just not good enough. Yeah, they have some good pieces. They have a lot to work with. But overall, if you want to compete with the pens and the caps through a full season, it's not enough. It's, it's, they need more high-end players. Um, one, and it's only like, a, it's not like I can identify these pieces. They're big pieces, but it, I don't think they need a major overhaul. I think they just need to bring in a couple of guys and it could really help things. That with mixed with the idea that these young players who started to take a step forward in the second half continue that progression and don't kind of stall or take a step back as they did in the first half of this year. What was the point in signing Vecchioni to see if he could play? I mean, he's an undrafted college kid. You just find out if these guys can play. It's, uh, I mean, he's not costing you anything. It's like 900K. You find out if he's any good. He's, he's, he's an AHLer. That's what he is. Might he be a third or a fourth liner one day or get a shot somewhere else? Maybe, but it's not like he's banging down the door in the AHL either. You find out if these guys can play. They're unknowns. They're undrafted college kids. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't. You know, what was the point in signing Matt Reed? So, well, turns out he was a 20-goal scorer for three years. So, fuck. You know, sometimes these things work out. Sometimes they don't. Time to tank the last few games. I don't see the point in that. I just, I want to see this team continue to compete because they didn't compete. This, to me, is make up for lost time season. Um, When you throw away the first three months of a season, I I don't want – I'm done with draft picks. I just don't care about draft picks anymore. I think you need them as assets, and you need to – no matter where you're drafting, you need to draft well. But I just don't care enough to – I'd rather just see them play good hockey than see them lose. If you could pick an ex-flyer to be head coach, who is it just for fun? Jesus Christ. Um – Scott Hartnell, because it would be freaking hilarious. That Anyone who's played for the organization before, I don't want to see coach this team. I really can't wait to see Frost and Farabee, also Kache. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kache has a chance to um, to compete for that fourth-line spot I mentioned earlier as well. Frost and Farabee, uh, I don't know about uh, – Farabee has indicated he's willing to turn pro after just one college season. Um, I'd be fine with that. I just don't know – how quickly he's NHL ready. I'm looking forward to seeing Frost in camp, but I'm not holding out hope that he's going to make this team out of um, out of training camp. My guess is the earliest we see him is after Christmas, right after Christmas, kind of like Claude Giroux um, in his rookie season. But yeah, I'm not counting on these things. I'm not making roster decisions this summer assuming that we're going to have a, a Morgan Frost at 3C. That would be awesome if, it's, if it happens, but I don't see how you can um, – I don't see how you can just assume it, given how we've seen other highly 
excuse me, other highly touted draft picks develop over, you know, the last few years. Moran and Vecchioni both should be playing. I want to see Moran, but who cares about Vecchioni, man? I was all for signing him. It was worth a look, but who cares? He's just a guy. He's just some guy. I I don't – what's his ceiling? Decent enough third liner? Like, I I don't really care that much about Vecchioni. If they bring him up, they bring him up, but you only get so many call-ups this time of year. It's not that big a deal to me. How much cap space do they have to make a splash next year? They have over $30 million. Uh, after they re-sign some guys, they should have at least like 15 or so. They have plenty They have plenty of cap space. Puck possession has been a big problem the last few games. Is it that uh, – where would you go? Is it that them being exhausted, tra- strategy, talent? Uh, in terms of the shot attempt battle, they've been consistently losing that under Fletcher despite the pretty good record. Um uh, but I think, like, especially yesterday, they just couldn't. I think they were just absolutely beat yesterday. And uh, the pace they've been playing at, I think it's just kind of catching up to them. Uh, you can't uh, – they had a – I looked at it yesterday. It was in my story. They had a 769 points percentage from January 10th to March 11th. That's just impossible to keep up, and you're going to have games. Like, yes, today I didn't think it was that big of a deal to me. The bigger deal today was just inability to create once you had the puck. Um, yesterday they just didn't have the puck enough. Today I think it was more inability to get second-chance opportunities, inability to get to the high-danger areas. That was more of it to me today. Bill, is this offseason the most important offseason for the Flyers in the last seven to ten years? I mean, the offseason after the 22-60 uh, and 60 season where they go out and get Briere, they go out and get Hartnell and Tiemannan, uh, they get Jason Smith, that offseason was pretty damn big too. Um, but this is, a, this is one where, because we know, it's, this is a lot like that one because we see these young pieces. We had those other young pieces who were, like, we thought were going to be legit stars, and they kind of were, you know, in, in Richards and Carter. This is, we have a lot of... Um, we have a lot of the puzzle pieces and we just need one or two big things to finish it. Um, 2010 was a huge, or 2009-10 was a huge off season too, because you needed to really, you thought you had enough to, uh, you thought you had enough to compete for a cup. If you went out and added some, uh, some, some top end blue liners, you get pronger, uh, you trade for Steve Eminger. Of course that doesn't work out. You turn him into Matt Carl and all of a sudden you have a pretty decent top four. So that was a, uh, that was a big one too, but, in terms of taking the step forward they need to take, yeah, man, uh, because they have so many assets, because they have so much cap space, this is the one where you look at it and just go, we can go from this mediocre thing we've been living in as we retool and re- rebuild and really take it. I think with a couple of savvy moves, Chuck Fletcher can turn this into a um, – it's hard to say cup contender when you're not even in the playoffs this year. So I'm not going to say cup contender. What I'm going to say is team that can compete to win this division. And once you are a one or a two seed, anything can happen. And that's, that's where you have to start with this team. And I think it's very doable with uh, a couple of savvy moves this offseason. Breadman and Skinner. I don't know about two wingers. Um, I like Jeff Skinner a lot. I'd be cool with either one of them, but uh, to, they – they have enough wingers. That's they need another centerman to help these wingers push play. That's something I think is very necessary because they don't. Uh, whether it's TK or JVR or whoever, um, right now you're operating with one. Uh, you're operating on a third line that you have one highly skilled winger 
and then a couple of role players probably playing above their uh, playing above their talent level in terms of where they are in the lineup. And it, it's not when JVR was on that third line, the third line was struggling with TK on that third line. While I liked it today, uh, it hasn't really been all that effective. I think you just need one more centerman to help fix that. And then you have true depth. Not only do the Flyers need dynamic players to compete in the division, they'll need it against Atlantic teams like Toronto or Tampa. Oh, I, I mean, those are, those are teams with incredible amounts of talent as well. To me, the goal, and you know, once you get into the playoffs, you can obviously play any of those teams. I'm just looking at the goal right now has to be competing with the caps that's that's it the caps look like they're going to win the division again and um they match up they always play the the pens tough i thought they matched up pretty well with the caps last year but those are the teams and it's been a freaking decade now but those are still the teams that you have to look at they're the ones right in front of you and you just go okay how do we match up with them and then when the playoff obviously and improved goalie play will really help as well like when when quarter Hart is the guy whether it's half of next year, whatever it is, um, that'll that'll help too. And during this stretch, well, this stretch that I think ended last Thursday, um, they were getting excellent goalie play, and that was really helping out. So it's all those things. It's they they need obviously more good players to just be able to keep up with any of the top teams in the East. Uh, but right now, my direct competition has to, I'm, I'm focusing on the caps and pens because winning this division has to be the next step. Skinner for 3.5 mil. We get one of the best skaters in the Eastern conference. Yeah. He's not going to, he's going to get well more than three and a half million. Wouldn't mind Jamie Ben or Sagan on this team. Yeah. I, I, I like either of them. I'd, pre- I'd much prefer Tyler Sagan. Um, but absolutely. If you could go get Tyler Sagan, you do it 100%. I wanted Haglund since he was a Ranger. I like Haglund, but I'm, I'm good on that. The dude, I, um, it's that that's over now. Any chance some surprise trades vets paying Voracek eight million to score twenty goals is insane. Yeah, I mean, in in Voracek's bad seasons, he's a he's three quarters of a point a game. So it's not about goals; it's about points, and it's about just being a really good player. It's not just about goal total. I do believe it's possible they trade some vets, but uh, this is I'm not about subtracting this offseason. I'm about adding. I'm about bolstering the core, not about taking a piece away and replacing. I'm I, I like the roster as is. If you just bring in other stuff too, eight million is kind of. Eight million is kind of a bargain for Jake Voracek at this point. If you look at what these guys are going to get as the market resets this off season, uh, like I, complaining about Voracek's production is crazy to me, man. Like he does a lot of things that are annoying, but uh, yeah, uh, what's he at? Yeah, twenty goals to sixty-four points in seventy-two games. What is that? Let's do some quick math here. Yeah, he's at. 0.89 points a game. That's really, really good, especially considering the first half was a down year. Like, it's – don't worry about the goal total. Would you trade Frost and Proverall for Dreisaitl? No. What good would that do? Like, all right, we're down a prospect, and we're down our number one defenseman. And um, so why, why would we make the team worse to get it better? It's, this, isn't a, uh, this isn't about subtracting, and, and no. Go for Skinner. Need a solidified 30-plus goal scorer. You have two of them. You have two of them in Sean Couturier and James Van Riemsdyk. You're good on that. You need centermen. Almost like it's Homer's fault. Jake's contract is what it is. Jake's contract is fine, guys. It's not stopping us from doing anything. 
We have so much cap space. It's unbelievable that you're worried about Jake Voracek right now. What do you think it is? Young players not stepping up or veterans just failing the team? It was in the beginning of the season, the young guys were really bad. The coaching was terrible. The special teams were awful. And the goaltending was completely non-existent. It was all those things in the second half. You know, Couturier was healthier and was awesome, and Jake Voracek got it together, and the goaltending was good, and the special teams improved, especially the penalty kill. I, I j- it was a complete team effort to fuck this to fuck this season up. That's what it was. It was just everyone from from the general manager on down, from Ron Hextall to Dave Hextall to the goaltending. Everybody played a part. I don't think it was any one thing. It was so so many things went wrong in the first half of this year. You were okay if this and when your season, you always build your team. There are always going to be ifs. You always okay if this works out and this works. None of it worked out. Absolutely none of it worked out. Are Talbot and Moran going to play now? Would you trade Ghost for center help? Depends on the center. Uh, I mean, it would have to be like a bona fide almost 1C for me to be interested in trading Ghost. Um, I, I'm, again, I'm not interested in losing good players. It doesn't make sense to me to subtract. You have to give something to get something, absolutely. But unless it's a Tyler Sagan type of deal, uh, I'm not really all that interested in, uh, in losing Shane Gostaspair. I mean, he signed on a he signed on a very good contract. He's a he's got seventy point potential. Um, you can play him anywhere in your tops in your in your six. You can. I mean, he was awesome playing first pair minutes last year by by any metric. He was really good last year. Uh, he took a step back this year, absolutely. As did everybody. I, I can't single out Shane Gostaspare while I acknowledge. He has not been Shane Gostaspare this year. I can't single him out when everybody, with the exception of Couturier and Giroux, it sucked for a lot of this season. Duchesne is probably going to cost six plus a year. Wouldn't be surprised if he goes over seven point five. Yeah, it, it, like the six six and a half for Duchesne, I'd I'd hand that to him in a second. When you get into the seven and a half eight, which is what I think he's going to go for, if not more, that's when I'm like, Ugh, yeah. Just not doing it. Just not doing it. What a guy about a guy like Reeves? Why would you want to make the team worse by getting Ryan Reeves? Because that's what would happen. We'd get worse. Fourth line should be Hartman, Lawton, and Konechny. That's asinine. Uh, I would do eight million or under for Duchesne. I don't think I'm cracking. I don't think I'm cracking seven and a half for Duchesne. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm out on him, kind of. I, I like him. I think he would fit that role perfectly as kind of you're not asking him to be the guy, which is what he's kind of struggled with throughout his career. You're just asking him to be a 2C, and hopefully you're asking him to be a 3C with, um, with the emergence of Nolan Patrick as he moves up the depth chart. That's, that's the hope. And so I'm definitely I'm not cracking, uh, I'm not cracking seven, seven and a half for him. And that's kind of why I'm out. I'm wondering if the Islanders would be willing to trade Nelson or Bailey would fit in with Hartman and Patrick style play. Uh, Josh Bailey, isn't he up this? Maybe that's not him. Let's give a cap friendly a look real fast. I know there's a couple guys up for them in the near future. Where are you, Isles? Here you are. Uh, Eberly's up this year. That's who it is. Brock Nelson will be a free agent this summer. Uh, Anders Lee will be a free agent this summer, and Philp and Kunakel and someone named Tanner Fritz. Uh, where are you, Bailey? Bailey signed for a damn long time. Uh, yeah, and he's 
He'll play next year at 30. 31, 32, 33, 34. He signed through 34 years old at a $5 million cap hit. That's not terrible, but eh, this is the first year of his deal. I'm not crazy about it. Not crazy about Josh Bailey. Um, I'd be interested to see what a couple of their free agents would be worth, though, in uh, Brock Nelson, Jordan Eberle. I wouldn't mind that. wouldn't mind that. All right, let's get back to your comments. Does Gordon stay? My gut says no. Uh, I think they're going to go with an established NHL guy, um, whether it be Q or someone else. Um, my gut is no about Scott Gordon. I'm very lukewarm on Scott Gordon. Obviously, um, you know, he's he's really benefited from some great goaltending and basically the team regressing to the mean. They were so bad in the first half, there was no way they were going to continue playing that poorly and getting that poor of results. However, um, I, I think he's done some good things just in terms of uh, I think the players like playing for him, and uh, that's that's a bigger deal than we want to admit sometimes, um, considering how badly it was pretty clear they didn't want to play for Dave Haxtell. Um, I, as I've said a thousand times, it's Q's job if he wants it. And then after that, I want an extensive coaching search. I want to search every corner of the goddamn globe. If there's an all-star hockey coach in Australia, I want him to come in and at least give his perspective on the team, give Holmgren and Fletcher as much information and as much, uh, just as many perspectives as possible. And if at the end of all that, they decide Scott Gordon is the best fit, I won't have a problem with it. But I, to me, it's, that's not the way this is going to go, if I had to guess. What defenseman uh, are you thinking would fit for the Flyers if Carlson is off the market and I don't trust Jake Gardner? Yeah, Jake Gardner is an interesting uh, – it's a it's an interesting proposition to me. I wouldn't mind it depending on price. Um, he could play on your, on your second pair, and I think that's kind of what they need. Um, but outside of that, you have to pursue D-men through trades because, yeah, after Eric Carlson, there's just nothing I'm all that interested in spending money on. I wouldn't be totally upset if they kind of rolled with what they have. Um, I, I want to replace Haig on that third pair. I do. Um, let's, let me think here. So I, Provorov, Myers, Sanheim, Ghost, and Gudis. I'm good with coming back those five. I, yeah, you can't can't pencil Moran in for anything. Still a question of what what can he do and where would he play in a lineup. Uh, there's different ways to go about it, but it, to me, a defenseman is is kind of unless you're going to go Eric Carlson, that would be freaking awesome as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, there's. Uh, you have to pursue a trade because none of the guys hitting the market to me are worth um, the free agent contracts. And what do you think it would cost to sign Sagan uh, or to get Sagan? Yeah, because he's already signed. <clears throat> I, you have to – that's all about what the stars think of themselves as. Are they in the playoffs as of now? Where are you, Dallas? Standings. It really depends on what the stars think of themselves as. They are in that second wild card spot. They have two points on Col oh Colorado's back in there. Um, yeah, so uh, where are they in the central here? Six back of uh, St. Louis, so they're not going to get up into the top three. So they're in that first wild card spot by two points. 
And it's really just about what they're looking for. Um, will it cost you a Jake Voracek or will it cost you prospects? Can you get it done with picks? Um, and, you know, prospects not named Morgan Frost. It, it'll uh, – I, I have no idea what Dallas thinks they are. And it'll probably depend on what they do in the playoffs this year, honestly, uh, how they're going to move forward. Carlson would be key, but doubt that's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's a pipe dream. He's the number one free agent. He's one of the best freaking defensemen to ever lace up skates as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he's had some health issues, but I don't think that's going to stop teams from throwing big bags of money at him. Uh, at least, at, I, I mean, it'll probably come up in negotiation, but at the end of the day, he's going to get his 11 mil. Um, I would go absolutely freaking insane if they got Eric Carlson. To me, that's uh, you go Provorov, Carlson, Sandheim, Myers, and then um, Ghost with either Gudis or Moran. Um, you know, you can move Ghost over to the right side. He's proven he can do it. He doesn't like it, but he's proven he can do it if it's Moran. And that's an amazing uh, that's an amazing blue line as far as I'm concerned. But again, I just I, it's it's I I I can't believe he hasn't signed an extension in San Jose yet. But I just thought he was going to get the eight years as soon as he was eligible after the trade deadline. Um, but I, it's man, every team in the league would want an Eric Carlson. I don't think every team in the league is going to be in just because everyone's in different places um, uh, in terms of when they're going to compete. But uh, I, I just don't see it happening. I'd be elated if it did, though. Think Mac is bought out. I don't know about bought out, but uh, it's one of three options. I don't think he's going to be here next year. That's the important thing. Um, he might get buried in the minors. He might get traded with us you know, covering half of his salary for the final year of the deal. That might be ideal just because it doesn't stretch the um it doesn't stretch the cap hit out for another year. I wouldn't mind that. Or they could buy him out. And with only one year left on this deal, it would be a two year cap hit. So it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Um but I, I whether they buy him out or one of those other two things happens. I do not expect Andrew McDonald to be a Philadelphia Flyer next year. People that worry about Jake Voracek are the same people that are blocked by him. Hey, man, I'm blocked by Jake. He vanity searches. Shit happens. But I, Jake is a frustrating player at times, but you can't argue with his production. He's an incredibly productive player. There are right-wingers in the NHL who are better than Jake Voracek. But it is a really short list, and you're probably not getting any of them. So... Like, moving on from Voracek sounds like a great idea until you go, oh, where do we find those 75 points? If Ghost is traded, would the Flyers lose leverage in negotiations with Provorov and Sanheim? I don't think so. I mean, why? It's, they're guys they're going to keep, and they're guys who are going to get paid. I don't, I don't see why they would. To me, Sanheim is a perfect candidate for a bridge deal. Um, and Provorov, I just think you got to lock up because I think teams are going to start using the offer sheet a little more. And if the Flyers get in on that, that means a team might be more willing to do it against them. Um, I, I, I think Sanheim gets locked up, or Provorov gets locked up this offseason, and Sanheim gets the uh, – he's, he's up, right? I'm not making things up in my head. He's a restricted free agent, isn't he? Got to go back to cap friendly. Uh, where are you, Flyers? Yeah, Sanheim. RFA, not uh, not even arbitration eligible yet. Uh, neither is Provorov, but I would try to lock Provorov up ASAP uh, just to do it and just to have cost certainty going forward. At some point, people have pointed out, um, you know, if you want to pursue free agents, that's one thing, but you always, you always have to keep in mind um, 
your young guys who are going to need another contract. And if you lock up Provorov, even after a down year, uh, I do think that helps you at least have more of an understanding of what you're working with and the kind of um, cap management you're going to need uh, down the line. So Bill plays too much NHL 19. I don't own a video game system. I haven't played an NHL game since like Jerome McGinley was on the cover, whatever that year was. Oh, and you like a fourth line with Veroni, Raffle, and Weiss of the world. Top three lines need talent. Yeah, no, I don't want those guys either. I think Lawton, Hartman, and one of the Phantoms who's in line for a promotion would make a great fourth line. Travis Konechny on the fourth line is ASNI. Earlier this year, there were whispers, don't know how legit, though, about Detroit trading, uh, and yeah, yeah, I call him happy to see you, uh, Anthony Sioux for prime prospects. True at all, he would be a fantastic trade option. They did resign him, though, didn't they? I thought I remember hearing that or talking about it on a – maybe they didn't. Where are you? Happy to see you. I don't know. All right. Who did they lock up? They locked up Larkin. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, I would be uh, very much interested in going after Anthony Sioux. Um Wow, he's got 28 goals this year, huh? All right. How old is he? Maybe 25 in August. Uh, one more year at 3 mil, though. Depending on what they had to give up for him, uh, I'd be very interested in Anthony Sioux. Um Yeah, absolutely. Would you bring in Eberly Hayes and Breadman? Uh, no more than two of them. Um, unless it's a top-of-the-line guy like Panarin. Um, I'm not interested. I, I think they need another third-line winger. But, in, like, Panarin is a different case because he's a, he's a, he's a phenomenal player. Uh, and he just improves – your top six and pushes other guys down the depth chart, which that improves your depth. Um, but unless it's like a decent and I'm not all that interested in more wingers. Um, I think we have enough unless it is a, a freaking first line player, like, like a Panarin. Just think if Hextall was able to admit he made a bad coaching choice, we could have had pro, uh, trots coaching us this year. I thought of that many times. I have thought of that. Um, Really, since Trotz got the job, uh, really since they since uh, the Caps decided to let him walk. Um, if the Leafs lose in the first round, you see uh, you seeing Babcock getting fired. Just a thought. I don't see it happening, but there's always um, it's a crazy market up there, man. Uh, Toronto is nuts, but I think Dubis is a little bit more. Uh, I think he's a little bit more measured than uh, some people want to give him credit for. Um, I, or some people, I think they're going to be run differently than they have been in the past, and I don't think they'll be as reactive, especially with such a young team. Um, youth is is a lot of fun, but it doesn't always translate to a ton of winning in the postseason. Uh, experience does matter, at least somewhat in the postseason. Uh, we've all heard the story about um, – you know the Oilers looking in the uh, looking in the Islanders locker room after the Islanders beat them in the Stanley Cup final, and they didn't see them partying or going nuts. They saw them all covered in ice bags, and they said, "That's what we need. That's what we need to be if we're going to beat them." Um, and you know that the Oilers di- dynasty begins from there. Uh, and uh, if Toronto loses in the first round, yes, it'll be a disappointment. Yes, it'll be considered underachieving. But in the grand scheme of things, I it's not something at least I would be making decisions about. I wouldn't go, oh, well, yeah, we had this tremendous season, and then we lost in the first round, so the best coach in hockey has to go. Um, 
Uh, but we'll see. Uh, it, listen, if Babcock gets fired, go out and get goddamn Babcock. I, I wanted him the first time around, so sure. Uh, I just can't imagine a guy like Dubis having such a reactive um, – even if they don't have the best relationship, I can't imagine them being that um, overreactive, I guess. Corbin Knight not looking like an NHLer by any means. I'd say strictly a placeholder. Yeah, the, there's – these guys who are only oh, – God damn it. I keep leaving the box score just to go to the uh, another site rather than opening up another tab because I'm a moron sometimes. Uh, where are you, TOI tracker? You know I want the box score. Don't take me to the recap. No one's read a game recap in 20 years. Uh, yeah, Bailey, 803 today. Knight, 834. Raffle, 926. I mean, these guys, they're not – they're not factoring into the future. These guys are all gone at the end of this year. It's They're just placeholders. That's all they are. They don't feel comfortable bringing up some phantoms. They want just to keep the phantoms what they are. You only get so many call-ups this time of year. They're just – these guys are just here. They're playing out the string with the rest of the team. It's They're not going to be back. I know everyone is high on offer sheeting Point and Mourner, but I don't know why Ranton and Aho don't ever come up in the conversation. Uh, I trust me, man. I'm all about that's that's a good point. Uh, I, I am all about uh, Miko Rantanen, especially, but Aho is very good as well. Um, I just think those teams are in a better cap situation to match, so uh, it's you're you're not gonna get them. I think that's the main point here. Um, Braden Point Tampa to me is in the biggest cap trouble. He's my number one target, and he plays some C. Uh, Mitch Marner, Jesus Christ, that dude's great. I, Whatever it would take to get Mitch Marner, I'm willing to do. I just think Toronto is in a unique position to be able to keep that core and take advantage of what they are and who they are in order to keep their depth in the years coming. Uh, I reference Chicago and Detroit all the time when they were having their runs. They were able to do this pyramid scheme thing where I say, like, oh, Brad Richards, come on in, play 3C for us for uh, one million bucks. Yes. It is well under what you're worth. However, you're going to get your name on the cup, and Toronto will probably be able to do the same thing and have an even greater advantage because they're the goddamn Maple Leafs. Half the league grew up rooting for the Maple Leafs, so they have that, uh, you know, they have that pajama boy um, advantage in, in terms of uh, going out and getting guys to uh, to fill those roles. So I just think that uh, Ranton and Aho, awesome, but those teams are. Um, I think in a little bit of better position to, to match any sort of offer sheets. Why point, especially um, Tampa's just kind of stuck and Mitch Marner. It might be worth trying. I don't know how badly he wants to leave. I don't know how much more we can offer than uh, them, but that's, that's that for me. I'm honestly good with keeping Moose as a backup for Hart next year because when he's fresh, he looks serviceable at worst. I like Brian Elliott a lot. I just can't depend on him to stay healthy, and I need – listen, if he takes – if Carter Hart next year really becomes the franchise goalie right away and it's like he's starting 55 games, he's starting 60 games, cool. But right now – and if that happens, it happens organically, awesome. But I need right now to pencil in – 41 starts out of my other goalie. I, 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 In my mind, it's a tandem next year unless Hart just absolutely freaking dominates, which is very much in the realm of possibility. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I can't count on a 20, 21-year-old goalie coming in and being the franchise right away. He's shown flashes, 
And I think he's definitely going to get there one day, but I'm not going into my offseason plan thinking about it. And I love Brian Elliott, uh, the way he's battled back for this team, the way he's sacrificed uh, some of his own personal numbers and kind of you know come back from injury early and just done all these things. I, I, I respect Brian Elliott a hell of a lot. But I can't depend on him to start 41 games next year, and that's what I think I need out of my tandem goaltender. It might not come to that, but that's my mindset right now. And it's he's he core muscle injuries, groins, all of that shit. Just at his age and his playing style, he's gonna he's not gonna be healthy enough to do it. I don't think. All right, guys, uh, let's check out. Why not try to acquire Jacob Truba? He's an RFA and plays top-line minutes for the Jets. They'll probably have trouble signing him again. He's still young, but has enough experience in a good team that he could still be seen as somewhat of a veteran. Oh, dude, I'd, yeah, I'd be down with Jacob Truba. I just don't know um, how realistic it is. I feel like the Jets will, a lot like um, the Braden Point pipe dream, I think the Jets will make a concerted effort to move on from a couple other things in order to keep that one really good thing. But, yeah, if you can get Jacob Truba, get Jacob Truba. Uh, think Lavi could be a candidate if Nashville gets eliminated round one and he's out of a job? Uh, Laviolette doesn't last long many places. He's kind of coming up. I mean, most coaches don't. Even really, really great coaches, most of them don't hold a job forever. So, um He's coming up on that point where it's, all right, maybe it's time for another voice in here, but that team's really good. Uh, I don't know how interested they are from moving on from them. I don't, you know, follow Nashville incredibly closely. Uh, I'm not involved in their, you know, uh, they're not a team whose news I, I read day to day, so I don't know what the feeling is around Laviolette if he's on a hot seat to, um, you know, get to a conference final or something this year. But um, I'm, I unless Quenville takes the job, I want to bring in everybody. I'm not crazy about bringing in former uh, former coaches, former flyers, whatever. I kind of want to get off that carousel. But Laviolette's a little different in that he's just a very good coach. Um, is he right for this group? Yeah, because I'm ready to start competing. Uh, I don't know. He loves his – he's a candidate. Absolutely. If he, if he gets let go, he's as much of a candidate as anybody, 100%. Hey, uh, yeah, I, I think that's where we're going to end today. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, thanks for doing this with me this week. Uh, all weekend. Thanks for everyone who came out to both shows. <laughs> it's uh, no, it's, it's, it, These post games are always great. We have a few more left. I don't believe I'll be doing Wednesdays, um, but I should be back for everyone after that. Uh, we'll see who's filling in for me. I don't know yet. I, I haven't even told them I can't do Wednesday yet, so I should probably do that uh, right now. But thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed, do so on the podcast feed, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places where there are podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. Give us those great ratings because all that stuff really helps us keep this going and bringing, us all, bringing you all the BSH content you love. Uh, that's it for me today. Have a great week, everybody.